Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, everyone. I had grand plans today of figuring out (laughs) how to use GarageBand better, but I feel like shit today. So I did not do that, and I am recording in here. Princess texted me last week and was like, why do you have to use Audacity to put in the intro and the outro? And I was like, I don't. I just have not spent one second figuring out how to use this program. (laughs) And I was like, that's going to be my next weekend thing. But I woke up today with like the gnarliest headache. I just feel like shit. I don't know. It's been, I feel like it was a really long week. My school schedule this year is I have one class each Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, where last semester I had class Tuesday night, like one class on Tuesday, and then two classes on Wednesday evening. And I much preferred that because I feel like the three days of classes, and especially them being like starting on Monday, like front loads my week a lot. And so by Thursday, I'm like fucking exhausted. And I feel like it's Friday. And it's never Friday. It's Thursday. (laughs) So I'm having a little trouble with that. But I mean, I'll survive. I just feel like it's making my weeks feel a lot longer. And I don't know, I woke up today with a really fucking bad headache. Like, I just don't feel well. I have a ton of reading to do. Obviously, I have to record this podcast. So yeah, that's uh, this week's episode of OG was boring. Not much happened. Um, So I'm gonna keep this episode shortish today, I think. I don't really have a ton to talk about. And like I said, I just don't feel very well. And I would obviously I was well, I don't know. I was like, maybe I just won't put out an episode or I'll replay something. But I don't know. I felt like I should. <laughs> right? Like I should put out an episode. Um, if you want to hear more of me, you can go to patreon.com slash Liz explains. The link is in my Instagram bio. My Instagram is feathers underscore pod. If you want to follow me there. Last week, I put out two episodes, actually. I did one um, kind of talking about Caroline Calloway, and the second one was on Mary-Kate and Ashley. Upcoming this week, I'm doing a true crime doc that I forget the name of, um, Bad Girls Club in two weeks, I believe. So yeah, if you're into that, come on over. Also, I have uh, some plans of things I'm going to do over there, like start talking about some Real Housewives stuff. I really want to do a Ladies of London episode. So if you're into that, come join me on my Patreon. If not, thank you for listening to Feathers of My Hair. I really appreciate the fact that you listen. I really appreciate my audience here, which is why I wanted to do an episode and like why I, I mean, I like had a little, had some energy drink, like I'm trying to perk up. Also, I swear to God, whatever I'm looking at right now in GarageBand looks different than it did last week. (laughs) The counter looks different. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's counting in long seconds. Like it says I've been talking for 99 seconds. Why would it not be? Why is it in seconds? I don't know. I did that somehow. I don't know how I did that, but I did. Oh, God. Anyway, I try to perk up a little bit. So this is me perked up. (laughs) I just feel shitty. That's the thing that sucks about having a podcast. (laughs) I'll be honest. The thing that really sucks about having a podcast is that you have to fucking do it every week. Like, it's not hard, right? Like, it's not that it's difficult. It takes 
very little time relative to how much time I have in a week. It takes very little effort and it takes very little energy. It's just like the consistency of having to do it. And people are asking me a lot like, oh, like, how do I start a podcast? Do you have advice for starting a podcast? And I'm like always, you know, willing to talk to those people. And my advice is always like, make sure that you can do it every week or every other week. Um, But it's a hard thing to commit to and pick something that you want to talk about every fucking week. It's why so many podcasts don't continue. Like, you know how so many celebrities get podcasts and then stop doing them after like four episodes? It's because it's hard and like <laughs> it's hard to do it every week. Speaking of podcasts, I meant to start the show with this. Sorry, this was supposed to be a show starter, but I'm going to say it right here towards the beginning. Here's the deal. If you are a fan of Britney Spears, if you are a fan of pop culture, if you care about celebrities at all, you should be listening to Dunzo Podcast, formerly The Smush Room, hosted by Troy McGeady, a regular on Feathers of My Hair and very much regular on Liz Explains Pod. Uh, He is one of my dear friends and he is being ripped the fuck off and I am not pleased about it. I uh, saw on Reddit a comment maybe a month ago that Even the Rich, which is a very popular podcast, it is produced by the Wondery Network. If you know what Wondery is, they are like the biggest podcast network. I'm sure you listen to a bunch of Wondery shows um, and they are owned by Amazon. Like they have a lot of money in this and they did a Britney Spears um miniseries. Like, I think they do miniseries. I've listened to a couple episodes. It just, like, wasn't really for me. I didn't have, like, negative thoughts about it. I was just like, eh, not really for me. I don't really like... I said I just said I didn't have negative thoughts about it, but I mean, like, sometimes, like, I'll tell you, I tried to listen to last podcast on the left, and I didn't really know what it was, and I had a visceral hatred for that. Like, I listened for 45 seconds, and I was like, I will never listen to that again. I hate that. <laughs> The only reason I'm saying that is because they those guys are so fucking successful and rich. Like, I think it's shitty to, like, get on here and, like, talk shit about podcasts in general. But, like, last they make millions of dollars off of their podcasts, so it's okay. But even the rich, I was just like, eh, whatever. It's not that interesting. So they did a Britney Spears series, and they fucking stole from Troy. They stole information from Troy. And they did credit him, but they credited him at the very end of the episode with like a quick note that one of their sources, one of their sources was Dunso Podcast. Now, when I saw that they did this, I texted everybody. Well, first I texted Troy first and he was like, yeah, I know it sucks. I texted Princess and Princess was like, oh yeah, I knew about that. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, was it a big deal? And I was like, yes. And then I worked her up into a tizzy. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, I you're right. Like, I didn't think to be mad about this, but I'm mad about this. I was like, I know. Kara and I were very mad about this. Like, I was heated about this. I think that it's really fucking shitty for a large network to source information from a small podcast and not bring the host on. It's just shitty. Like, Troy and I, you know, He's on Solid Listen Network, the network that this is on. We are independent podcasters. I have my producer, Nicole, who is lovely and wonderful, but like 
she uploads episodes for me and like helps me with ad stuff. Like I do everything myself. Troy does everything himself and he does all of his own research and he spends hours and hours researching. And for a major podcast to take that work and I don't really care that they credited him at the end. Like to me, that's not sufficient. If it was a book, if it was a TV show, whatever, credit at the end, that's fine. My thing is, it's like when you are using information from someone from the same space as you and you're not giving them the chance to come on and share the work themselves, that's shitty. Like this is a top 25 overall podcast, even the rich sometimes. Like I was, I've been checking the charts to see and like it would have cost them nothing to spend 10 fucking minutes to bring Troy on. It would have cost them nothing to now bring him on because Troy has acknowledged this. And instead of like offering to fix the situation, uh, the host deleted their fucking social media. Mm -hmm, That's what they did. And I just like it would be so easy. You know, the free the Britney um, fucking New York Times doc just came out on Hulu. They could so easily bring Troy on for a little update. The reality is, is like the way that you sell podcasts is by your personality and your voice. And Wondery knows this because if you listen to Wondery podcasts, you know that when a new Wondery podcast comes out, they put a trailer in the feed of every fucking show. So if there's a new Wondery show coming out, you'll get the trailer 18 different times on the 18 different shows that you watch or you listen to from Wondery. So they they understand like the power of the voice. And I just think it's so crappy to like source information from someone that's in the same space as you. Um, I think that they should have just let Troy come on and talk. Uh, apparently, the the hosts of Even the Rich, like, don't, it's barely their podcast. They read scripts. And when I found that out, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, <laughs> they read scripts. That's what they do. It, they, they don't even know what they're talking about. It, it's just so insulting to Troy. Um, I'm really proud of Troy for speaking out about it. I really wanted to like tweet about this and talk about this when I first saw it, but Troy is like the least messy bitch alive. And I was like, Troy does not want me to start a Twitter war on his behalf. <laughs> like, not that I think I'm like having some big impact, but like, I, I just didn't think it was right to talk about unless Troy like started to talk about it himself and he did and I am really happy and I'm really proud of him. So if you are into pop culture stuff, I encourage you to go listen to Dunzo, to rate and review him, to follow him on social media. Um, I would say like tweet with even the rich, but I don't think they have social media anymore. So that won't do anything. But you can definitely, you know, tweet or tie Wondery in um, like an Insta story or whatever and let them know that you think it's bullshit that they are stealing from small creators. And they can say all day that we gave credit, we gave credit. But quickly at the very end of your podcast, which nobody fucking listens to a credit. The last time I listened... (laughs) I don't listen to people's intros. I don't listen to credits. I don't listen to ads. Like, I don't listen to that shit. So most people don't listen to that shit either. And, you know, for them to, like, include that, like, and thanks to Dunzo Podcast for some information. It's just shitty. They should have brought him on. And I'm not okay with it. And it sucks being an independent creator and doing this all yourself and then having a podcast that has a legitimate network owned by fucking Amazon come and steal your work is shitty. So yeah, fuck Wondery. Um, 
yeah, I'm like, fuck Wondery. And I still listen to Wondery podcasts because they're they're that big, right? Like, <laughs> But I hope that I encourage you all. I say all this to encourage you to listen and support Troy. He really deserves it. He just put out a new episode on the Britney doc. And if you, you know, Britney's having a moment, Free Britney's having a moment, and you should go listen to all of Troy's episodes on her because he's done a lot and they're really fucking good. <laughs> and Tino says shit. Troy, Troy knows Britney like I know Teen Mom. Um, so if you are interested in that or just listening to someone with a great personality, talk about things he really cares about, I highly suggest you go listen to Dunzo Podcast. Okay. I don't know how long I've been recording this podcast (laughs) because it's in seconds. I need to figure this out. I got it. I forgot that I had to switch it from like beats to time. See, I don't need all this. I just need audacity. (laughs) Anyway, the big teen mom news this week. Chelsea is being sued for $3 million. Yep, Chelsea. You heard that here. Chelsea Golden Girl. Golden Girl DeBoer is being sued for $3 million. Um, It is by her former management company, which is called Envy Management, who Chelsea had signed a contract with back in 2016, I believe. And basically what they do is, uh, honestly, it's like a podcast network, right? Like, it's like being on a podcast network is having this management company. And what they do is they pitch you to brands and like brands go to them and they bring you the deal and they take... 35% is what they were taking from Chelsea. They take 35% of your deals. And the idea is like, it's a more streamlined process. You don't have to deal with it all. And Chelsea signed with them and was working with them for quite a while. And then things started to go south. According to Envy, Chelsea, um, what Envy is accusing Chelsea and Cole of doing is that they started to, I see an a delivery truck driver outside my house. So my dog's probably about to go crazy. Um, What they accuse Chelsea and Cole of doing is basically directly contacting the brands that they were working with and telling them to pay them directly instead, actually to pay Chelsea's management company, um, which is like, they're accusing of being a dummy corporation. The thing is, dummy corporation sounds a lot more fraudulent than it really is. Like, you're allowed, most people that do business like that have like an LLC or a corporation that they um, have in their name, but it like protects them from liability and you keep all of your, like you get paid out on that. It's totally, totally normal to have that. So they accuse Chelsea of basically going behind their backs and getting paid so that Chelsea would be able to keep all the money and not have to give them the cut. They're asking for $3 million because they said that's how much she owes them from taking money from them. Um, I believe also they're including like lost future earnings and pain and suffering damages, not pain and suffering, it'd be damages. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Chelsea and Cole have countersued. This has been going on for almost a year. Um, They were initially sued in April. Chelsea and Cole countersued in May. Shit like this takes a long time. I believe they did go to mediation and nothing came out of it because I guess Envy was refusing to settle and Chelsea was refusing to get to let them audit her uh, financial records, which is totally normal. You don't no, but you don't let businesses like you don't let a counter business, a counter business like you don't let somebody who's suing you fucking audit your records unless the judge tells you you have to. <laughs> no, you don't let you don't like invite them to come into your home. Um, so that's pretty normal. Mediation 
doesn't work a lot of the times in this, especially if one party feels like they can really push a large settlement out of the other one. Um, what Chelsea and Cole are claiming is that they had been working with this brand and that, or this company, and then the company started to withhold money from them. They're accusing Envy of withholding over $150,000 that they owe Chelsea and Cole. And also that I guess they started to have like a major problem with the the brand or the company. I keep saying brand, but it's a company. Um, they've started to have a major problem with Envy. They include in the complaint, which a lot of people are laughing at, that the brand or the company was um, acting unprofessional towards Chelsea and Cole. But that's included in them saying that um, the company was also acting unprofessional towards other businesses, which like the brands that Chelsea was working with, which was giving Chelsea a bad reputation, which is not okay. And it's definitely a thing. So basically, they are both claiming that the other one has breached their contract. Um, I... <laughs> People are hyped about this. And I get why they're hyped about this because it's like, oh, finally something's going to happen to Chelsea. Finally, Chelsea's not so perfect. Chelsea's going to get what she deserves. But the reality is, is like, one, we have no idea. We haven't seen the contract. Yes, in the filing that MV, like in the the suit that MV filed, they include parts of the contract that they say Chelsea breached, but like they picked out the parts that they wanted to include. Um. Chelsea claims that they breached first. Like, we have not seen the contract. There are going to be no major consequences. Chelsea is not going to be paying $3 million. She's not. That is, it's not going to be happening. I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is that it's going to, they're going to do discovery, which means that each side has to give the other side, like, all of their information. They're going to do discovery, and then they're going to come to a settlement agreement, and it's going to be confidential, and we'll never hear about it again. Um, a lot of people on Reddit seem to think the IRS is involved for some reason. The IRS is not involved. They seem to think that the company accusing Chelsea of putting money in the management company's fund, like, I know that sounds confusing. So the Envy is a management company, but then Chelsea has like a a management company, basically just like where her brand deal money goes. And then she pays herself from that, which is very, very normal. So people think that because the company is accusing Chelsea of withholding, like hiding funds from them through that company, that means that they're like hiding funds from the government, which is not what that means. Like you're allowed to do that. Like, as long as they're reporting all of their income to the IRS, the IRS doesn't give a fuck. Um, this is why civil court exists, so companies can go after one another. This is very different than, like, Teresa Goodice or um, Erica Jane, who's having a big thing right now. And the reason is, is, like, Teresa was always involved with the government. She, like, they filed a fraudulent bankruptcy claim. And that means like when you file bankruptcy, like you're filing with the government. So they were in a government case. The government was already involved. With Erica Girardi, it did start out as a just like class action settlement issue. And I think it may still be. I don't know if the feds are involved with that. But Tom Girardi, a lawyer, is fucking with clients' money. And lawyers fucking with clients' money is like, the number one way for a lawyer to get disbarred or a loyal lawyer to get in trouble. Like, you never, ever, 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 ever fuck <laughs> with the client's money, ever. Like, that is a one-way ticket to trouble. 
if you're a lawyer. So that's kind of why that's blowing up so much. Um, Here's what I think probably happened. One, I want to remind everyone that we have no fucking clue what happened. <laughs> we have no clue. By the way, you guys know I don't even like Chelsea. I don't like Chelsea. I just don't think this is that big of a deal. Like, you can call me a Chelsea stan and say I'm making excuses for Chelsea. I really don't care. I think most people know that that's not true. <laughs> but like, from what I can tell, this kind of seems like normal business rich people bullshit. You know, as a wise scholar once said, more money, more problems. Like, this is what happens when you make a lot of money. So, what I would guess probably happened is that one side breached a contract, the other side breached a contract, and now that they're mad at each other for it. Do I think that Chelsea owes a company $3 million? I highly doubt it. Um, do I think it's possible that Chelsea did breach a contract and owes them money? Yeah, sure. Of course. Like, maybe um, she no longer wanted to work with this Envy management company because they were trashing her to brands and like being really rude to her and not helping her at all and in fact hurting her. So she decided to stop working with them at a certain important point in time. And um, then like Envy was mad at her for that. Like, if that's the case, then Chelsea's in the wrong. Like, you can't just decide to stop working with a company because you want to. <laughs> like, if you have a contract, you have to fulfill that contract or you have to get your lawyer to fix that contract. So it's possible that um, it's possible that this is like a really hard lesson for Chelsea to learn that even if these people are assholes, like you can't just stop uh, paying people if you have a signed contract. Another possibility is that Chelsea and Cole are actually totally in the right and that this Envy company started to withhold funds from them, which breached a contract, which made the contract null. And Chelsea and Cole are actually owed money. Um, I, I did see like my friends and I were talking about this and they're like, well, if Chelsea and Cole really were owed money, why didn't they sue first? But the reality is, is like $150,000 is not that much money in the scheme of how much it costs to do a lawsuit. Like, I don't know if any of you are following the Katie Joy lawsuit, but there that's going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I work for lawyers. My boss's annual or hourly rate is $500 an hour. <laughs> so like, it, it's very expensive to talk to lawyers and have lawyers involved in anything. And it's also public. So if I was Chelsea and a managing company owed me $150,000. Our contract was expiring anyway. I may just leave it be, right? Like, it's just not worth it to go through the hassle of, like, a lawsuit because it's a really annoying, expensive, complicated public process. So it's very possible that that's what happened. Um, I have to take a quick break, but then I'm going to come back and finish talking about Chelsea and Cole. Okay, so... Another thing I want to remind everybody is that you can write whatever the fuck you want in a lawsuit. Like, yes, I see what Envy says. And when you read that, you're like, oh, wow, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. But that doesn't mean it's true and factual. And that doesn't mean that that's what the judge is going to agree to. They're trying to claim. And the thing that makes me sus about Envy is that I one thing $3 million is a very high number. So I kind of think they are which is, this is definitely a strategy, is that they know that Chelsea has a lot of money. They know that she's really successful. And so they're asking for this, like, pie-in-the-sky number to force a settlement of, like, instead of, like, let's say they really think that they can get $500,000. 
Um, so they're asking for $3 million. Uh, they also in- have included Randy and the kids in this, saying that they all have contracts with them or something. And Chelsea's side says that's absolutely not true. Chelsea's side, of course, is calling this a frivolous lawsuit, which will be dismissed, which may happen. As I said, it's possible that Chelsea and Cole are totally in the right and this company is totally in the wrong and doing a last-ditch effort to make as much money as they can off their golden goose goose client now that she doesn't work with them anymore. That's definitely a real fucking thing that happens. Um, Like I said, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle where Chelsea felt like she was getting fucked over by the management company, so she started like diverting the management company and then the management company is suing because you're not allowed to do that. But at the same time, they were maybe withholding funds from Chelsea. I kind of think it's going to be something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if this settles for that $150,000 is, you know what I mean? Like Chelsea doesn't have to pay anything, but they get to keep that money. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like that. Um, I also just think that like people have really high expectations. Like I said, they think Chelsea's going to be arrested for this, that tax fraud is going to be found. Like that's very, very, very unlikely to happen. Um, and the com- like some people are saying, well, the company will report her to the IRS. But here's the thing, like corporations don't like to get the IRS involved because if they do that, Chelsea side could retaliate and report them to the IRS. Um, people think it's really shady that Chelsea wouldn't let them audit her books. But like you don't let people audit your books <laughs> like no. <laughs> That is like you if you are in mediation and like you think that you have a good chance of winning at at trial, like you don't let the fucking company audit your books. We can go to discovery and you have to argue in front of a judge that you can get these records like (laughs) the company's claiming that they don't even know how much to ask for because Chelsea has stolen so much money and that they won't be able to know until they see her uh, financial records. I don't know if the judge will even let them see her full financial records. They're going to argue over what each side has to produce. Um, I've seen some people speculate that Randy's finances will be included in this. I find that pretty hard to believe. Um, Randy doesn't have a contract with them. So even if Randy is um, marked as like the president of this dummy company, like I really don't I would be really surprised if Randy's tax or Randy's like financial information was included in this at all. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, The thing with this is like in in lawsuits like this, the scope is very limited. Like you're only allowed to go after like a very limited thing. Like the judge isn't like, okay, you can get everybody in the family to give them their all of their financial records. Like it's just not a thing. I mean, it's possible that this won't even get, like, um, through discovery, there could be a summary judgment that happens even before discovery. Like, Chelsea could get this totally kicked. Um, It's very unlikely this will go to trial. Very unlikely. Just because 99% of civil cases don't go to trial because it costs a ton of money. (laughs) And most people would rather just settle. I mean, honestly, a lot of people sue knowing that they're just going to get a set. Like the goal is to get a settlement. The goal is not to go to trial. The goal is to get a settlement. So I just don't think this is a big deal. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are like ultra hyped over this. And I bet a lot of people wanted to come on me to come on here and be like, Chelsea's fucking done and ruined that fucking idiot. I just don't see it like that. I don't think we have nearly enough facts to know who's right and who's wrong. So 
okay, like let let them go to, to discovery, let them have depositions, let them get to a settlement. Like I like I said, I highly doubt it's going to be anywhere close to three million dollars that Chelsea has to pay out if she has to pay out at all. I don't think this is why she left the show. I've seen a lot of people talking about that, but guys, like, I don't think they would have included this on this show, right? Like, if Chelsea refused to talk about it and was like, actually, this is an ongoing legal issue, so I'm not allowed to talk about it, we wouldn't see it on the fucking show. We didn't see when Chelsea's friend's husband got arrested for being a pedophile on the show. Um, Look at what we saw of Amber's legal stuff. Like, we barely saw anything compared to what actually happened. We haven't seen anything about Tyler and Kate owing 800000 fucking dollars to the government. I think that if Chelsea asked for this not to be included in filming, it would not have been included. Um, I also have seen a lot of speculation that this is going to, like, ruin Chelsea's image. And no, it's fucking not. Uh, This has been ongoing. This is not going to hurt her reputation. She already has, like, extensive SpawnCon and brand deals. She stopped working with this company, I believe, in 2019. It's now 2021. Do yourself a favor and go look at all of the SpawnCon she's done since 2019 because it's been a shitload. <laughs> like, P- Diff Eyewear doesn't care if Chelsea didn't pay her management company. The thing is, like, brands aren't getting fucked here. Who's getting fucked is the management company, allegedly. Brands don't care. They don't care about a third party. What if they care that Chelsea has six million in- Instagram followers and gets a million fucking likes on some posts and gets 30,000 comments? Like, that's what they care about. They care about engagement. They don't care about this. This isn't going to hurt her money. I mean, as far as like making money, I this is not going to be a thing. It's just not. Um, even in the the complaint, Envy Management is trying to like accuse Chelsea and Cole of like fucking over brands. Basically, what they're saying is like Chelsea didn't fulfill her duties on like a certain amount of brand deals. And so they had to pay out on those brand deals or they didn't make money on those brand deals. So Chelsea also owes on those. And like included in that is Diff Eyewear. Chelsea had an extensive Diff Eyewear collection in the fall. So Diff Eyewear doesn't give a fuck. Like that's all from the management company. If anything, if anybody's reputation is hurt on this, Personally, I think it's the management companies. If I'm an influencer and I'm looking for a management company, I'm not picking the ones that sue their most famous client for $3 million because that tells me they're uh, legit. What's the word? Litigious, right? Is that litigious? Litigious, I think. Tells me that they fucking sue. And no, I'm not. I'm not signing with somebody that is willing to go after their clients, even if they're in the right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Um, somebody showed me, I guess, Je- my friend Jess, I think, or maybe Stoss, found their Instagram account and they looked to be very close with Chelsea. They had a lot of pictures of Chelsea. I'm kind of thinking that Chelsea was their golden goose and Chelsea basically said fuck off to them. And now this is like their last ditch effort to make as much as possible off of Chelsea uh, before like they can't make any more money off of her. So we'll see. I just I just don't think this is a big deal. Honestly, even if she fucked them over totally, like, I don't really, personally, I don't care. <laughs> like, this is not really something that I care about. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff that, like, Chelsea has a long history of scamming. 
what they what people are saying when they're talking about that they're talking about chelsea's choice which i think that's what it was called chelsea's choice which is like these necklaces she sold back in 2012 in which she totally ripped off uh, her fans she sold them she never sent out the product she did not give refunds that is totally fucking scam that is i am not saying that's okay but like she's not anna delavy you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't have, like, an ongoing record of scamming. Like, she did something really shitty 10 years ago. That doesn't, like, to me, that's not conclusive evidence that she has stolen $3 million from a company. And, like, if that company was fucking up, like, if that company was fucking up her deals with other brands by being unprofessional, like, I don't care if she fucked them over. Yeah, she's going to have to pay for it because they had a fucking contract signed. But what do I care? I don't think this is in, like indicative of Chelsea and Cole being bad people. I don't think this is indicative that they're not paying their taxes. I, I just don't think it means anything, honestly. I think worst case scenario is Chelsea's going to have to give them some money. Um, but it won't really matter because Chelsea is extremely rich. She's extremely rich. Chelsea makes a lot of money, guys, <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that this management company is asking for three million fucking dollars. Uh, that tells us that if they made 35 percent, that's if they're asking for 35 percent, that means they're asking on 10 million dollars. Like Chelsea makes a lot of money and still has a lot of sponsorships and does not seem to be hurting at all. Uh, so, and if anything, like, <laughs> if anything, if she was really worried that she was going to have to pay $3 million, she wouldn't have left her biggest, easiest cash cow, which is teen mom. Like, you don't leave the show that you're on because you're worried about talking for the lawsuit. If you think you're going to have to pay out a large amount of money, you stay on that show because it's guaranteed income. So, I, it's just not a big deal. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if we never even find out what happens. They'll reach a confidential settlement and that will be that. Like, this is how rich people operate. This is how businesses operate. This is how corporations operate. Like, this is just what happens and rich people get sued and rich people sue other people and rich people stiff money off of people and rich money, rich money, rich people do as much as they can to not pay people. Like, this is this is the shit that they do. And I just don't see the big deal in it. I get why people are like excited about it because it's finally something big that's going on with Chelsea. But once I like saw what it was actually about, I was like, oh, that's not exciting. I just don't really find that exciting. I, maybe because I work in corporate law, like that I look at fucking contracts all fucking day and I look at termination clauses all day. That's more than I really like to say about my job on this podcast, but I will say that. Um, the, to me, this is like nothing. Like, I look at S-Corps all day. I look at, like, minutes of bullshit. Like, I just, I look at this shit all day. So maybe that's why I'm like, so who cares on this? Um, so yeah, that is my thoughts on Chelsea getting sued. I think um, some of the other teen mom information people, which is like the Instagram accounts and obviously commenters on Reddit uh, are going nuts over this. So I would say if you want somebody to like be freaking out about this, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely outlets that you can go to. I totally understand. I fucking hate when I like really care about something and then my like favorite source of info is like, I don't care 
and then I have to seek somebody else out to like share in my excitement. I that's so annoying to me. So if that's you, like I get it. Please, I get it. I just don't think it's going to end up being much of anything. It's a much ado about nothing, if you will. I actually am surprised she hasn't been sued before. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that these teen moms aren't involved in more lawsuits, honestly. But that's that's really it for what's going on with Chelsea. Um, I guess we will get into this week's episode, which was absolutely nothing happened. Was that was it just me who felt that way or did nothing really happen? Because I think nothing happened. Um, I will say we'll start with Shy because she had a funny segment today. Um <laughs> Shy has told her friends that she's getting back with Zach and they're like, bitch, what? <laughs> I totally forgot about that huge fight that Cheyenne and Jack, Jack, Cheyenne and Zach had in that first, in the first season that they were on. And I like when she was drunk at her parents' house, do you remember that? And I totally forgot about when they broke up that he had like gone crazy and like called her a bitch. Like I re- I really did forget about that. So when her friend, um, what was her friend's name? Zania, I believe was her friend's name, who is gorgeous. As I've said, Cheyenne has gorgeous friends. The re- A big reason that I like Cheyenne segments is because I think Cheyenne is beautiful. I think all of her friends are beautiful. I think her sister, R. Kyle Lynn, is beautiful. <laughs> like her mom, beautiful. Her stepdad, very handsome. So like, they're enjoyable to me. Even Corey Wharton, even though he kind of looks like Nate Griffin, he's like the hotter Griffith, not Griffin from Family Guy. Nate Griffith, even though he looks like him, I still think that he is a hotter version of him. So I think that they're all good looking and that to me is enjoyable to watch because I would not say that Teen Mom has a lot of good looking people on it, you know, which is fine. It's fine. That's not what I'm coming to this show for, but I am glad when I see it. So she goes to eat with her friend Zania and she's like, well, you know, I'm like back with a friend, an old somebody from my past. And she says it's Zach and Zania's like, "Okay." oh, before that, I wanted to say I actually like was really happy with Zach in this episode. So before she goes out to lunch, she's talking to Zach and Zach's like, Okay, so you're going to tell them? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times in these situations, the guy will be like, fuck your friends. Like, who cares what they have to say? Fuck that. But Zach seemed like really willing to take a little lashing and to laugh about it and to be supportive of Shy and not not to be like, why do you even need to tell him that? You know, like a lot of men do that type of shit. Like, why do you even need to tell your friends? Who cares about your friends? I'm lo- I love you. Who gives a fuck about your friends? And Zach being like totally supportive of the fact that she's a little worried about talking to them and that he is like kind of willing to do what it takes to get back in their good graces. I thought that was a really good sign. It's really mature compared to most of the shit that we see on this show. <laughs> I just like Zach. I do. I wonder if I went back and watched the season that he was on if I would like Zach, but I don't think that's important because I like 2021 Zach as they're talking about on this show. So I don't know. I just like wanted to mention that, that I really liked the way that he spoke about her friends because a lot of times in those situations, men are gross about that shit. And I just thought it was really nice to hear him be like, I get it. I get why you want them to support you. I get why they're apprehensive. Like you do what you need to do. 
So she goes out to lunch with her friend Zania and they call her other friend Remy. And Remy is like, first of all, I was really annoyed. Did anybody else have this issue? I couldn't fucking hear what they were saying and they didn't caption most of the call. Like Remy's on FaceTime. I could barely hear what she was saying. They captioned one line. I was really annoyed by that. But basically, uh, Shai's like, Remy, do you think it's a bad idea? And Remy's like, yeah, I think it, I think this is a terrible idea. <laughs> I like I liked her friends. I just thought this whole episode was very funny and everything about it was like very funny and very real and mature. Um, I think the fact that her friends were like, girl, what are you doing? Speaks to the fact that Zach isn't actually a bad person. And the fact that they're willing to come back around on him is it makes him like maybe they thought he's like kind of a shitty boyfriend in the past, but it's not like your friend is getting back with like an abuser or like somebody really awful where you're like, I, I really, I love you, but I cannot support you in this. Like, it really wasn't that vibes. It was more like, girl, really? Like, you're really going to do this? (laughs) And they were willing to, like, hear what I had to say and then hear what Zach had to say. So I think that speaks well to Zach. And I just, like, was it overdone for the show? Yeah, but it was, like, fun and silly. So her friends come over after they tell Shy that they don't, um, they don't really, like, support her being back with Zach. They think it's a bad idea. And they made a whole PowerPoint. (laughs) This was so fucking funny to me. I don't know if you guys watch TikTok, but on TikTok, there's like a big trend of people doing PowerPoint presentations with their friends. Like they all get together and each person picks a topic and makes a PowerPoint on it. It's really funny. It's really funny to watch. Um, It's like a cute thing for people, friend groups in their early 20s to do, I think. And that's what I'm pretty sure they were going for with this. Like, they took this idea from TikTok. I bet if you don't watch TikTok at all, like, that was very jarring and weird to see them make a fucking PowerPoint. But I I get why they did it and why they had the idea to do it. And basically, it's like just a PowerPoint on how did we get here? Who's 2020 Zach? <laughs> And they're like, so what's changed? I just thought it was funny to see. It was not serious. They weren't like coming in and interrogating them because I don't, I also don't like it as much as I don't like when, um, you know, a guy will like talk shit on his girlfriend's friends. I also don't like it when the girlfriend's friends like come in and have too much of an opinion. I've been rewatching some of the Hills via, um, Whitney Port's YouTube channel. That's how I watch TV now. I watch other people watch TV. It's it's unwell. But they uh, are re-watching that. I forgot how involved Lauren always was with her friends, which like for me is very easy to forgive because she's 21 years old in this. But like she hates everybody's boyfriend. She makes it known. And on one hand, I get it because like her friends would always come crying to her. And then she's like, am I supposed to now like like this guy? And I think the reason that I'm like, when I watch Lauren do it is because that's so me or it was so me when I was younger. Like, I, I think I'm actually really similar to Lauren in a lot of ways in which I like talk to my friends. I actually think I'm very similar to her in that like, I'm extremely famous. (laughs) I just mean like personality wise, I think Lauren and I have a lot in common. And I definitely like, I definitely think like 21-year-old Liz has a lot in common with 21-year-old Lauren, and that's where you really haven't figured out how to reel in your (laughs) know-it-allness. 
<laughs> and you say things because you think what you need to say is important and needs to be heard. And it's absolutely not and does not need to be said. It took me a long time and I'm still learning all of the time. Like when I need to give my opinion and when I don't and part of why I have this podcast is because I fucking love to talk and give my opinion and be a know-it-all. But I also like, I've realized that not everybody in my life wants to hear every thought that I have on them and their significant others. (laughs) And that like, that doesn't create a healthy friendship. And it doesn't like, it doesn't help anybody to do that. And so it's funny to watch Lauren, who I would imagine has way reeled that in. She's so young on the hills. Like, it's just such an early 20s thing. And I think Shiner friends are, what, 25 or 26? So I just thought it was, like, it was cute what they did. It was funny. It was good for the show. And I like that they were willing to listen to Zach. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, we're all friends now. I just thought it was a cute segment. You know, in these, in these shows where we get so little, <laughs> we have to appreciate the things we've got. Uh, speaking of so little, Macy. I like I have almost nothing to say about this. Bentley's not doing well at school. He failed a take home test or like an open book test. Okay. The rest of the episode is talking to him about how he has to do better because if he doesn't, he's in middle school now and he won't be able to play sports if his GPA isn't high enough, which is definitely real. I did like that Tyler, Tyler, Taylor specifically said like, We understand that this is more work. If you need to take a night off practice to do homework, like, please let us know. That's totally fine because you guys know I think that they have him in maybe too many activities. Um, I understand that Bentley wants to be in those things, but I think sometimes as a parent, you have to tell your kid they can't be because school has to be important. Did you guys hear Macy say that she asked Bentley, she said, besides family and faith, what's most important? And the answer was school, of course, which is good. I'm glad that they have school above sports. But like, faith? I was surprised to hear that. I know Bentley's going to that Christian school, so I wonder if he's becoming more religious. But like, I have never heard Macy mention God. Do they go to church? (laughs) I think that's what she said. I was just really surprised by it. I mean, I know they live in the South. Like, I'm sure they are Christian. I've just like never... I've never really, we haven't heard them pray. We haven't heard them mention God. Like, we really haven't heard any of that. So I was pretty surprised when she said that. I was like, oh, okay. What if Macy's like secretly extremely religious and they just like don't put it on the show? (laughs) I wonder if maybe he goes to church with the Edwards or did go to church with the Edwards. I don't know, guys. But also, we should discuss the fact that this episode starts out at the Edwards house. We only get a quick scene of them, but it starts with Bentley or Larry just like laying on the couch, passed out, (laughs) but like barely speaking. It was very weird. I don't know. I was like, you're on camera. Like, do I lay on the couch and speak to people that way? Yes, of course, with my eyes closed, like barely giving responses. But I probably wouldn't do that on camera. I'd sit up, I think. So, Benny, do better, I guess. Another, another, another dead segment this week was Amber. Talk about, like, manufacturing drama where there is absolutely no drama. We're supposed to believe (laughs) that Amber cares so much about her home and is so triggered by her house that she can't drive near it. And that, like, if she even goes near Geist, where she was living, I think that's what it's called, Geist, like, 
she's going to like have a meltdown. I was like, yeah, I feel like even Amber, like everybody else is like, are you OK? Are you OK? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> Her makeup looked insane. Did you guys notice this? Her eyebrows were insane. Her her uh, concealer was or her foundation was the wrong color. It was so thick. She did not look great. But basically, they're going on a boat ride. I guess the lake that they're going out on is near Amber's old house. And the big drama is, like, Amber might be upset to go near her old house. That's the big drama. <laughs> oh, God. Um, They pick Leah up from school. Leah didn't realize that Amber was coming boating with them that day. Leah has a cute little haircut. Do you guys notice that? She had a little bob. And they go out on a boat basically. That's like all there is to discuss. I did notice Amber was wearing her mask a lot, which I thought was good. I was happy to see that. Um, but she did like on the drive to pick up Emily and Leah from school, her and Christina are in the car and she has the mask like down on her chin. But then once the kids get in the car, she puts the mask up. Then she's wearing the mask on the boat, but is drinking to like drinking. A, I don't I don't think it was like alcohol. She had like a, a thermos with her. She was always taking it down because she was drinking. Like, I, it's good that she's wearing a mask, right? Like, I'm glad to see that Amber takes COVID seriously. I was just a little confused by the inconsistency of it all. Plus the fact that, like, we know she regularly hangs out with uh, the Shirley family without wearing her mask. So it's like, okay, I, I, we're wearing masks, I guess. <laughs> I also respect a person that's the only one there wearing mas- a mask where they're like, I don't know what you're all doing, but I'm going to have a mask on. <laughs> I respect that. I really respect that. There is a funny moment where Leah and Amber take a selfie and Leah goes, oh, I look so chubby. And Amber goes, lift it up, baby. <laughs> I was like, that's a good life lesson from your mom. <laughs> the angle to take a selfie at. Now, could she have been like, oh, you shouldn't talk to your, about yourself that way? Yeah, of course. Was that a missed opportunity? Sure. But I just thought it was like a cute, fun little moment. Um, the episode wraps up with Amber talking to her producer who's named Townsend. Did you guys catch that? I'm assuming it's her last name, although maybe not. Maybe she's like Hartford Charlie Rose Clark, you know, just like being named after her place. <laughs> Do you think she gets called Townie as a nickname? <laughs> I was very confused by that. But her and Amber sat outside wearing masks, which I thought was nice. I've noticed the crew's been wearing masks. I think that's good. And basically, they talk about how Leah is wise beyond her years. And I was glad to hear Amber acknowledge that this is because Leah had to grow up fast and she really had to deal with a lot because of Amber. And I was like, I think Amber was in a good place. It's so far this season, Amber's been in a good place. Now, am I worried about the shit that she's posted online since the season aired? Yes, of course I am. But like, I feel like Amber willing, being willing to even talk about moving to Gary's is pretty big. I think that Amber willingly say that like she has like, okay, I feel like Amber will talk a lot about how she's a bad parent and like how Leah needs Christina and things like that. But she rarely talks about like the actual effect on Leah's behavior, if you will. And Amber being like, my actions resulted in Leah needing to grow up too fast and like she shouldn't be so grown. It was nice to hear Amber acknowledge that. I don't really know if we've ever heard her acknowledge that. Um, She is worried that Leah is similar to her, she has said, which, 
yeah, I would be worried too if that was happening. Like I would be worried if I had a kid and I thought they were acting similar to me at that age because that would, you know, single bad signal bad things like that. I get that. Um, but I'm not I don't know. Amber talks a lot about how involved she is with Leah and how important she is to Leah, but then like doesn't really do much with Leah. <laughs> So I just don't totally, I mean, I don't totally get Amber. Surprise, surprise. Okay, let's go on over to Oklahoma where Mac McKee's dad, they find out that she, he has to get a quadruple bypass surgery, which is really serious. My dad got a single bypass surgery last fall, 2009, fall 2019. Um, and it was, I don't know, it wasn't scary. I was about to be like, it was scary, but TBH, it really wasn't that scary. Um I don't know. It just wasn't like I wasn't that worried about it. I knew he would be okay. Actually, his was like not as serious of a surgery because there's only one. They just like went in this tiny little section. Also, I would imagine he probably went to a better hospital than Mac McKee's dad went to. You know, he saw like the best heart surgeon in in Philadelphia area. Like he has just like the tiniest little scar on his chest and within... I don't know, like two weeks, like you would never even know that he had heart surgery. I mean, my dad's in incredible shape. He just, we have bad heart genetics, so he's in incredible shape. So there was like, I wasn't that worried about him like recovering, but it's so crazy how like you have to basically look for the scar on his chest to see it. They didn't have to like crack him open, which I guess is what they have to do for Mackenzie's dad, which makes it a lot more serious. Like Mackenzie's dad was having like open heart surgery. I don't think that's what they classified my dad's as. So he only had to spend two days in the hospital afterwards. It was just not, it wasn't that big of a deal for him. And it seems like it's a much bigger deal for Brad, Mackenzie's dad. She's supposed to be leaving for Florida. She does, like, bring the kids together, and she's like, okay, do you guys want to move to Florida? <laughs> Which I, as you know, I'm not a parent, obviously, but I feel like presenting it as a question to the kids probably wasn't the best way to go about it, like, because it's not a question. Like, if she had said, like, do you want to move to Florida, and they said no, like, what was she going to do, not move? Like, they were moving to Florida, and I didn't really know why she was, like, asking their opinion on it because the decision was already made. Um, Gannon seems stressed out that Josh can't come, which is sad. I mean, Josh does end up coming, but I don't think they really get what's going on with Josh. Gannon was like, is daddy coming? And Mackenzie's like, well, no, but, you know, he just die without you. So I was like, ooh. Ugh. I can't believe Josh ends up moving with her. What? It's so crazy. It's so nuts. Like, why? Jaxie is a moment where she's worried they won't be able to get cereal in Florida, which I found to be very cute. And she has it all set up. She rented a furnished house for a year. She's renting out her house in Oklahoma to a friend, although that house is now up on Airbnb. So I guess if you really want to take a vacation to Miami, Oklahoma, you can go stay at Airbnb there. I wonder if they have a big Airbnb market. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they're like near an oil field or something. So people saying like come and go a lot. Who knows? But I was a little like, huh? 
when she said she was doing that. I am wondering why she doesn't just try and sell the house. I mean, the market is hot right now. I would imagine it's hot everywhere. So you would think that like if she lives in Florida, she would just try and sell her house instead of dealing with having a house in Oklahoma that you're trying to rent on Airbnb. Feels like that would be a lot more work, but that's the decision she's made, I guess. So she rented a furnished house in Florida. She said her friend is coming in to rent the house from her and they're driving and only can bring what fits in the car, which I also was like, why? Like you're moving there for a year, like spend $200 and ship three boxes of clothes. Like if this is, you know what I mean? Like just ship stuff there. Like it's not cheap or like put a trailer on the back, like get a U-Haul trailer and put it on the back of the car. Like, I, I didn't really understand, like, why she was restricted. Like, I guess she only really had to bring clothes because she was running a fully furnished home. But, like, I'm not sure. I just think it's weird that she, like, wasn't bringing her stuff. It doesn't feel like a permanent move, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, they're just, like, leaving their house there. She has a one-year lease. Like, I wonder if I bet, like, that was probably mentally for her, like, why she decided to do it this way because she, like, wasn't totally ready to commit to the idea that she was moving. I do understand that. I just think it's weird, right? Like, as somebody that has moved across the country to Florida and then back from Florida, I can't imagine doing that again with, like, just bringing enough. I mean, when I moved back, I really did just fill up my car, but I also had shipped some stuff and I sold all of my furniture because I didn't need it. So I really just had like clothes and I just, I don't know. The way Mackenzie's going about this is just bizarre to me. So basically they find out that her dad has to have this surgery. It's a serious surgery. She's going to have to push her move back. Like she has to. Whitney, her sister, makes, in my opinion, a good point. She's like, we need your help. You are... I guess I didn't realize, maybe I did, that her dad also has type 1 diabetes and they're like, we need your help with his diabetes stuff because you are the one that's most qualified to do that. And I think that's totally reasonable. Look, I know Mackenzie's family gets a lot of shit and I want Mackenzie to move to Florida too and I don't want her to have to be so dependent on her family too. But the reality is, is like their mom died less than a year ago and now their dad needs to get serious open heart surgery and you know, she has a brother and two sisters, but they all have families too. Like, I'm sure nobody can just drop their lives, like, totally care for Brad 100%. And so they all, they all need to pull their weight. And I get why they want and expect Mackenzie to help. I think it's reasonable. There was a really sad moment where Brad was like, I just really wish your mom was here. That made me feel really, just really sad for him because I'm sure he does. I think, I think what's probably really hard for Brad, it's interesting watching Brad now that Angie's not in the picture because his vibe is so different from Angie's. Like, you can definitely tell Angie's the one that ran that family. She ran that house. She wore the pants in the relationship. Brad just loved her and was happy to follow along with her. I bet he, like, never made a meal himself. He never made plans. Like, Angie ran their life. I don't mean that in, like, a Angie ran their life and, like, a controlling or mean way. I just think that was probably their dynamic. And I would imagine not only does it suck that, you know, you have to go through this major life thing without your wife there, like that's very sad. But I imagine like if Angie was there and healthy and even not healthy, like until she died, she was doing this type of shit, right? Like 
I'm sure he's like, I don't know how I'm going to be cared for. Like, I don't know how I'm getting home. Like, having to rely on your children as much as they're great. Like I said, they have their own lives and their own kids. And I'm sure not having his, not just like his life partner, but the person that like really handled every big thing in his life not there anymore is really fucking hard, really hard. And I felt for Brad there. I got, I got why he wanted Angie to be there. And I mean, I believe he's okay now. I think everything went okay for the most part. I guess he had a little bit of a hard recovery, but I believe he's healthy now. Um, I just hope that he is doing better and that he doesn't have, I don't know. Mackenzie's like, is this a big deal? The surgery? <laughs> like, yeah, Mac. <laughs> it's a big deal. Oh, God. All right. Let's bring it on home with Kate and Tyler, who got a lot of talk online this week. Um, I would say a lot of times I will see a scene described on Reddit and I'm like, oh, my God, that that's awful. That happened. And this week, a lot of people were talking about the fact that Kate told Veda she sucked. And I was like, wow, that's kind of shitty. And then I watched a scene and actually laughed out loud because it was so nothing. <laughs> Basically, Caitlin is cutting Nova or Veda's toenails and Veda like pulls away and she's like, oh, I was almost finished. You suck. Like, it was so not a big deal. I think it's like, I get if you never say you suck to your kids. Like, I think that's a reasonable thing to do. Like, I get if you're like, eh, I wouldn't say that. But like the tone she said it in, like, was so jokey. It was so, I I was really, I mean, I wasn't that surprised, but when I watched it, I was like, that's not a big deal. <laughs> but Kate and Tyler have a friend over and they're talking about having another baby and they have this thing where they need to have their last baby before they turn 30, which to an extent I get, right? Like, even though they weren't raising kids at 16, they were dealing with like the emotional trauma of having been pregnant and giving a child away. And then I think she was, I think they're like 28-ish now. They were like 22-ish when they got pregnant with Nova. So they were still young when they got pregnant with Nova. And I get it. Like, I understand that it can be hard to hear that. Like, my best friend has said that she doesn't want, if she ever had another kid, she would want to do it soon because she doesn't want to have kids over 35, which kind of makes me feel like, well, what's wrong with having kids over 35? Like, I'm going to have kids over 35 maybe. So, like, why are you saying it's a bad thing? But, like, and even I was, like, and I was, like, kind of doing that to her. Like, you can only do to your best friend. And she's, like, it's not about a judgment of anybody else. I just started having kids when I was 24 and I want to fucking stop having kids. She's, like... I just want my kids to like, I want to be done parenting at a certain time. And I was like, yeah, actually, that makes sense. And I so I get why Tyler and Kate feel like they want to be done by 30. Because then, you know, the at the oldest, they're like 48, 50 when the kids are getting out of the house. And they then have a lot of years and a lot of young years to not be a parent. So I get it. Like, if you spend most of your younger years parenting, I understand. And I also understand wanting your kids to be close in age. I get it. It's hard. It's not for everybody to have a kid that's 10 years old and then to have another kid. You know, like, I get wanting to, to kind of do it all at once and do the, like, those phases all together-ish. Like, I get why people do that. And I definitely think that, like, 
I get why they're saying they want to have another kid before they turn 30. But I also think that like, it doesn't need to be such a hard and fast rule the way that they're talking about it. I also like, I don't know, they don't need to have another kid. Do I think it'd be the worst thing in the world if Caitlin and Tyler had another child? No. I think most likely it would be pretty fine. I guess I just don't really get it. I I feel like things for them seem good now. So why rock the boat, I guess? <laughs> like, it seems like they mostly are in a pretty happy place. We'll talk about what happened in this episode and their fight. But for the most part, are in a pretty happy place. They're both emotionally doing pretty well. The kids are doing well. You know, Nova's in school now. Veda's probably going to start going to daycare if she doesn't already. Like, Kate's like starting to find hobbies of her own. And I just, I just don't really see why they want to then take on the stress of having a third child. Also, they've done studies that like, having a third kid is like the most stressful thing that you can do. Apparently, it's significantly more stressful to go from two to three than three to four. Um, I think just because like, it just totally changes the dynamics of families based on everything I read. That's not me shitting on people that have three kids. My best friend has four of them. <laughs> like, I It's totally fine to have three kids. That's not what I'm saying. But for Kate and Ty, it's like, I guess... I think the only reason I want to have another kid is to try and have a boy. And I just don't think that that's a good reason to have another child. I think that obviously if you want to have one more child, I don't really care if you want it to be a boy, right? Like I get it. I get wanting to have both. I get it. I Are there inherent problems with it? Yes. But for the most part, like what do I care if Kate and Tyler want to have a boy? But I definitely think that like emotionally, it just doesn't seem like a great idea for them. I just, it's like, why don't you just continue to get better where things are now? Like, why take that on? But Kate and Tyler are on this thing that they are going to regret having, not having another kid, which I mean, I guess, I guess, like, if you're that worried about regretting it, then I guess you go and do it. But it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So they go to an apple orchard. And they're with Kim and the kids are losing their minds. Like they're just, you know, they're having a cranky day. I don't particularly think Nova is a bad behaved child. She was kind of having a meltdown in this episode. But we, I don't have like a lot of memories in my head being like, yeah, Nova's like a really bad kid. (laughs) Nova does need to go to speech therapy though. I hope she's going to speech therapy. I say that as a child that went to speech therapy. I hope that they're sending her there. But, and I would imagine the school's probably talking to them about it now that she's in school. But I, like, I don't have, I'm I'm not particularly, like, Nova's a bad child. So, whatever. She was having a bad day. I don't think Nova's a brat is what I'm saying. They're at at the Apple Orchid and they're able to, there's, like, a bouncy house there and they promised Nova she'd get to go in the bouncy house. Then they think the bouncy house is closed and Nova starts to kind of have a little meltdown. So Kate's like, okay, I'll go, like, check to see if the bouncy house is open. And they walk over, like, kind of to, like, a like t- 20 yards away. And she sees that it's open. Kate sees that it's open. So she turns around 
and she like walks back to Tyler and she's like, are you guys going to come? And Tyler's like, what are you doing? And Kate's like, what? And he's like, go to the fucking bouncy house. Like, it's going to close. Go there. What are you doing? You need to go there. We're staying here. Just like totally snaps on her. Truly over nothing. Like, truly over nothing. And I was actually happy for Kate because she just turned around. She's like, don't be a dick to me. And he's like, well, you snapped at me. And Kate is like, what are you talking about? All I did was ask if you were going to come. I turned around to get my purse and I wanted to see if you guys wanted to come. And Tyler's like, the bouncy house is going to close. And so Kate's like, "Okay, fuck you, basically, and walks away. And it was so weird because Kate truly did nothing wrong. Like, I do not understand at all why he snapped. I mean, he was having a bad day, whatever. People snap. I'm not excusing the way he spoke to her, but it felt so weird. Like, did they have a fight earlier in the day and now Tyler's taking it out on her? His reaction to literally nothing happening doesn't make any sense. And if he was like that stressed about Nova getting into the bouncy house before it closed, like he could have picked up Nova and ran over there himself instead of sitting there eating donuts. Like, Kate really did not do anything wrong at all. And also, like, if Nova missed the bouncy house, too fucking bad. She'll survive. She might cry in the car, but she's five. It will be fine. <laughs> like, everybody will be fine. It's okay. <laughs> also, she was, Kate was like, I thought maybe, like, Veda would want to bounce, too, which makes total sense. Like, Veda is a toddler at this point. Like, she can go in the bouncy house, too. She's not a baby baby anymore. And Tyler turns to Kim once uh, Kate walks away and he goes, I'm sorry, but like, was that all me? Was that all me? Or like, did she not snap? Which, by the way, Kate, or just like Tyler and Kim talking shit on Kate on camera. Tales all this time, right? And Kim says, which I thought was very interesting. One, I wish she had said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Kate did not do anything wrong. Instead, what she says is, you look just like your dad right now, which I don't know if Tyler heard her say that <laughs> because that wasn't a compliment and that was not agreeing with him, which is it. If I was Tyler and my mom said that I looked like my dad when I was yelling at my wife, I would be very concerned with my behavior, <laughs> like very concerned with my behavior. Oh. I, <laughs> that's not good. I also, Tyler was like really, I don't know, he's just acting very out of character in my opinion. I was reminded by someone on Reddit that Tyler does have bipolar disorder that he does not medicate. And I was like, so when I was watching this, I was like, oh, maybe he has a little manicure. Like, I, like the mood, maybe he does have these mood swings. We just don't see them on camera. I like totally had forgotten about that, that he talked about being diagnosed with that and saying that he wasn't going to take medicine, which is totally his choice. It's not, I'm not saying this is like a judgment, but like watching this, thinking about the fact that like he does have some untreated mental health issues, like the starkness of the behavior made a little more sense to me, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, But he was still a dickhead. And then Kate comes back and he's like, you need to, basically is like, you need to apologize for snapping at me. That was not all me. And Kate is like, 
okay, like, I'm sorry for snapping at you. Like, I don't think I did, but sorry. And by the end, he, like, gaslights her into thinking that she did snap on him. And she's, like, offering him a genuine apology for getting yelled at. I didn't like it. I, I didn't like anything in this scene. I wish that Kim had more directly said to Tyler, like, I get not wanting to get involved with a couple fighting. I do get that. It's a really awkward position to be in. But as his mother, I wish when Tyler had opened the door, she had said, no, I don't really understand why you're upset. Like, she didn't do anything. I wonder if she was worried that would escalate Tyler and escalate the situation. And it was easier just kind of to make a comment about Butch. But I just, like, the whole thing was really off-putting, really not great. And later, they end the episode, like, reflecting on their fight, the two of them. And Tyler does say that's, like, the first time in He's like, I can't even remember the last time we raised our voices before that. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. I hope that's true. And they decide they want to have another baby. (laughs) The editing on this was not kind to them. (laughs) Basically, they're not going to plan for another baby. But if it happens, it happens. Oh, God, these two. I just like, I want them to be divorced is what I'm saying. I want more for Caitlyn. I really do. Also, I like Caitlyn's purple hair. I think it's fun. Tyler was just being such a dick. Ugh. And I was glad, like I said, I was glad that Kate spoke up for herself. So yeah, that's it for this week on Team Amoji. Like I said, it was a boring ass episode and nothing happened. So next week, though, it looks like we're getting some drama with the Edwards wanting to see Bentley and I mean, sorry to Bentley, but like that should be what we're focusing on every episode because that's the only fucking interesting thing that happens on this show. (laughs) It's fucked up, but it's true, right? (laughs) All right, guys, I hope everybody has a good week and I will talk to you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.